Hi. Hello. I'm here in beautiful Central Park. Oh, I'm uh, in my bathroom uh, getting ready for work. Great. Well, some breaking news. I don't know if you've been on the internet this morning, but breaking news as of this morning is that Australia officially legalized gay marriage. Yeah, I have a question about that, though. That was one of the things I wanted to talk about. Why can't they get married, like, today? Well, so I think it's sort of like they voted and the vote passed a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And then today, they finally signed the bill into law. But I guess the law doesn't take place until the next, like, political cycle or something. Huh. All I know is that Australian law moves very slowly. Yeah. Like, I've always known that this vote that was happening was not going to make gay marriage legal for, like, months and months and months. I guess it's just my naive sense of government was just like, wait, so if we're all in agreement that this is something that's cool, like, why can't we start doing this now? (laughs) Well, that's a great segue into the another big piece of news of the week regarding someone who did not believe that we were all on the same page about gay people getting married. Uh-huh. Our old friend, Kim Davis. I know, I I brought her up like a month ago and I can't remember why, but I, but besides that, I honestly forgot she was alive. I was under the impression that we would never have to hear about her again. Uh-huh. So this week was sort of a rude wake up call uh, when I was reminded that she still exists and is still like relevant. Yeah. But she is in the news for a like fun reason. Yeah, there's uh the guy that she was like denying is now running against her, but she had to like notarize the paperwork. Yeah, which I think is amazing and honestly like it's the most incredible long game of revenge because that happened two years ago. Yeah. And he's just been like biding his time. <laughs> God, this is like this everything that we're going through right right now is gonna make such a good movie in like fifty years. Oh yeah. When we're all dead. Yeah, like Game Change 2. <laughs> Game Change 2, Kim Davis. Julianne Moore can do it all. Oh, my God. Okay, so who would play Kim Davis in this movie? Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell? I was thinking Frances McDormand. Or Roseanne. But she's, like, so angry, you know? And I feel like neither of them can really land that in the way Frances can. I don't know. I think that they would want to do her justice because of how uh, personal they would take it. Do you know that Roseanne's not a lesbian? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But she's like, she's not a Republican. Well, she's also not necessarily liberal. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Listen, I saw Roseanne for president. I know you did. Her only real platform is like, let me smoke weed. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't really care about anything else. Oh, actually, you know who could play it? I feel like we're like, you know, five or six years from getting a Ryan Murphy, Kim Davis situation where Jessica Lange plays Kim Davis. (sighs) She'd be too old at that point. That has literally never stopped him before. (laughs) True. And Sarah Paulson and Emma Roberts play a couple who want to get married, but Kim Davis won't let them. That's just for me. That's in my movie. Do you remember the, like, live reading of a play, Prop 8? Yeah. I I see Ryan Murphy doing that. Oh, totally. With, like, the same cast. God. I mean, all of those people are basically Ryan Murphy people now, so. Starring Matt Bomer as Capitol Hill. (laughs) So... The next thing to talk about is not as fun, but I feel like we should at least mention it. And for anyone listening, just a quick heads up that for the next two minutes, we are going to be talking about sexual assault. So, yeah. Do you know who Melanie Martinez is? 
Oh, that's what we're talking about. Got it. Yeah. I had never heard of her until this thing happened. Yeah, same. I guess she was on The Voice, and now she has, like, a huge fan base, which, honestly, I didn't know that going on The Voice could get you a huge fan base. Oh, yeah. My parents, uh, like, buy a whole bunch of stuff from all of the voice people, and, like, it's a whole... Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, my parents were on The Voice, and now they're huge celebrities, and I was like, I missed that one. But, yeah, so she is, I guess, a singer from The Voice, which... I don't know. I guess she's more famous than I knew. And she has a friend named Timothy Heller, who, contrary to what I thought when I saw the name, is a woman. So joke's on me. Gender's a construct. And Timothy is also a singer. And she and Melanie Martinez are best friends and have been best friends for a long time. They toured together. They live together. And basically this week, Timothy Heller on her Twitter page wrote this long account, basically accusing Melanie Martinez of sexually assaulting her a few years ago when they were both at the beginning of their careers. Mm-hmm. Melanie Martinez wrote a response, which was basically like, well, she never said no, so I didn't rape her, which is a bad response. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the so Timothy Heller has been like being viciously attacked by Melanie Martinez's fans, which is not great because Melanie Martinez has a lot more fans than Timothy does but she what I think is sort of not like good about this story but at least sort of I think it's good that there is now sort of a high profile case that shows that it's not just like men abusing women and men abusing like young men and that it sort of shows that like sexual assault can be anyone assaulting anyone Although, however, what is not great is, like, another queer person who, like, whose sexuality is being dragged out into the limelight because of sexual assault. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what I've been waiting for for a little bit. And I think I've mentioned this before that, like, the that I wanted there to be a sexual assault, uh, come, uh, a case of sexual assault coming to light where it's not a cis man and a cis woman besides, like, Kevin Spacey, because Kevin Spacey's response is what really did it for him. This uh, is messy, but it's kind of what I've been waiting for. I hate to say it like this, because it sounds like I've been, like, sexual assault and, like, slow clapping in the background, but, like, I've been waiting for the conversation to kind of shift from this is something that only happens between these two groups to this is something that happens to a lot of people, and... I mean, really, I've just been waiting for the conversation to switch over into trans groups to be like, hey, like this has been happening here for decades and literally nothing has been done about it. But it's something that we all know happens. So this is kind of the next step in my eyes. But I'm also like really upset that this is happening at all. And I, well, I do really like what Timothy Eller has been saying. Like she's been like, because people have been like, well, it happened two years ago. Why haven't you said anything? And she's like, because she's my best friend. Right. And, like, I was so, like, deeply manipulated and emotionally fucked up about it that I was like, no, I shouldn't tell anyone because I need to protect her. And I think it's cool that this is one of the first examples of someone saying, like, yeah, this sexual assault news that's been coming out has, like, made me realize that it's okay to come forward. Right, yeah. Which I think is great. Yes. So moving forward from that, 
this Fenty Beauty thing. Right. Okay. I'll read the Instagram comments. Someone commented on one of Rihanna's Fenty Beauty posts and said, Fenty Beauty campaign is awesome. Next time you record something, you should invite a trans girl to the group. And Rihanna commented back and said, I've had the pleasure of working with many gifted trans women throughout the years, but I don't go around doing trans castings, just like I don't do straight non-trans women castings. I respect all women, and whether they're trans or not is none of my business. It's personal, and some trans women are more comfortable being open about it than others, so I have to respect that as a woman myself. I don't think it's fair that a trans woman or man be used as a convenient marketing tool. Too often do I see companies doing this to trans and black women alike. There's always just that one spot in the campaign for the token, we look mad diverse girl slash guy. It's sad. That all happened on Instagram, which I think is amazing and hilarious. My favorite part of the whole thing was the day before she commented, it was kind of blowing up that like Rihanna didn't do this. And then Rihanna commented back and all of the articles switched to like, you'll never guess what Rihanna said and proved us yeah. all wrong. I mean, it surprised me a little bit because I'm not a Rihanna fan. I like I I I definitely loved her song Disturbia. SM is pretty cool, but like besides that, I'm not necessarily a Rihanna fan, so I wasn't paying attention except for these articles. And I know that she's like a big um like LGBTQ plus icon music wise, but I never like really got there and like understood it and i'm like oh cool the one thing that gives me pause about it is the fact that she's like it i will be interested to see if in the future she does include trans models in her campaigns Uh because the fact that she said it after the fact now felt to me a little bit like backpedaling and being like well i didn't like i wasn't deliberately excluding them but like i wasn't I don't know. All women are women. And so, which is like absolutely true and amazing. But I think it would be cool if she was like, look, I don't want to just have one spot for a trans woman. I want to have all the spots for them. And then she like does a big commercial with like hundreds of trans women. Yeah. But I do think it's cool that it clearly was something she had thought about. Yeah, I guess that's it for our last one last thing. Yeah. Is this the finale of one last thing? I think so. Oh, wow. Because Our finale of regular One More Thing drops on Monday, and I don't think we're going to... Like, that's like it. That's like the finale. Yeah. So I guess um, now we can stop taking an hour out of our week every week to try and figure out how we're going to record this. Yeah. It's crazy, though. Like, listen, when we started One Last Thing, we were like, and then every week we'll talk about whether Kevin Spacey has come out because he never will. The world only spins forward, man. We we conjured it. (laughs) We secreted it. We secreted it. I guess next season we should have another campaign, maybe one that isn't as... um... The campaign can be Robert dates the cast of The Boys in the Band on Broadway. Oh, all of them? Yep. Wow. And then at the end of the run, I'll I'll pick a boyfriend. So it's like Finding Prince Charming. Oh, yeah. When's that coming back? (laughs) I don't think it is. I'm going to write to Logo. Put me as your next Prince Charming. Oh, okay. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Because the problem with the first, not to get on a conversation about this, but the problem with the first season was that he had no personality and all body. And I have no body and all personality. So I think I fixed the problem. We we talked about it. We said when you're a competitor on Finding Prince Charming, whether as Prince Charming or as one of the guys, every time you do a confessional, you'd start it with, hey, Jay, pay attention now. Yeah. So that I could be writing emails for the rest of it. And then here I am be like, oh, time to watch. What if we did a dating show where we were both contestants or not contestants? We were both like the person. And then there were like a whole bunch of lesbians and a whole bunch of gay guys. But we went on dates with the other people. So like I went on dates with the lesbians to pick one out for you. That would be so fun. And (laughs) that's 
really clever. Logo. And then like at the end of the week, like whoever I thought should go out on a date with you that week would go out on a date with you and you would never really meet all of the women. You would only meet the ones that I liked. Oh yeah. It's like a And group. vice versa. And then like every week you would be like, or I would be like, oh my God, I hope that the, that the other person picks that person for me to go on a date with again this week. Yeah, that would be fun. And it, it would be really fun because the stakes would be high because like people would be eliminated, but you would never meet all of the contestants at once. So you would have to genuinely be like, is this it? Or like, do I think that there's someone better in the group? Wow. Oh my God. This is a really good show idea. All of this I'm just coming up with right now. So <laughs> we should listen. That's how we came up with the podcast is just like coming up with shit on the spot. So if any networks are interested in picking up this show, we are ready. Yeah, really. Wow. This is fucks. And then it's also, and then it's also like, like, how well do we know each other's, like, physical type? Because, like, what if you, like, send me someone and I'm like, I wasn't really attracted to her, you know? God, we have to get a hold of some TV execs. Anyone who knows any TV execs, tell them that we're interested in doing a show. And we can host our own after show, so. Anna and Tessa can do the after show. Oh, wow. Uh, well, I'm going to get ready for work because I have to leave right. in 10 minutes. I'm going to go to physical therapy. Bye. 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 <laughs>